Got so much video gamey stuff here. Yeah, we got this, we got the shirt, we got my socks, we got this shirt. This is the Who You Know podcast. I'm Rylan Deemer. And I'm Elisa Wildey. And joining us today, we have a very special guest. We have Jay Who, the best Super Auto Pets player in the world as of the time of recording. Self-proclaimed. <laughs> uh, and, and I would guess community proclaimed quite often as well. Uh, although I'm, I am curious to hear more about how that's going. Check out my YouTube. Uh, yeah, give us your. I my channel name is Cleanup One for One, and I am recently releasing more and more videos. I've hired a graphic designer to do my thumbnails. I have an editor uh, that plays Super Auto Pets, and he uh, does my videos. And that way, I can play more Super Auto Pets rather than creating the content. Yeah, and Cleanup One for One is also your Twitch handle, right? Yeah, Cleanup, and then it's numeric one for one. Uh, we wanted to have a conversation today about your successes in Super Auto Pets, how you uh, incorporate video games into your life, and then uh, maybe a bit more after that as well. So everyone stay tuned. We've got a great episode. Welcome to the wardrobe. Yep, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, I think we can start with Super Auto Pets because I've been following your success and played super auto pets a little bit myself although not nearly to the degree that you do um maybe i've played more have you played super auto pets? Yeah. yeah i got oh. elisa into it <laughs> oh that's awesome i was more so interested in like why does jay like this game so much but it's so easy it's such an easy concept that i can get the hang of it too yeah so it's a simple game free to play so it attracted a lot of people it's got very cutesy characters uh, and the, the strategy is surprisingly in-depth. So um, why don't you give us a little bit of your experience with Super Auto Pets and why why are we calling you the best player in the world? Well, self-proclaimed. <laughs> There's actually no uh, true rating system, so it's, it's all just hearsay. I like to be arrogant sometimes. So yeah, for Super Auto Pets, I started actually playing uh, over Thanksgiving break. My brother was playing it and he showed me. I was like, oh, this is fun. And yeah, in this game, you just kind of like buy pets, sell pets, and uh, just throw the pets at each other. After like a week or two of doing that, I kind of completed the game. And I was like, what next? I was like, there's nothing left to do. And after that, I went, on went online. I, I joined the Twitch community, which is like a very uh, devoted group, of, but small group of uh, people in the community who just play a lot of Super Auto Pets. And I did also did uh, started streaming then. Didn't get much viewers then. Uh, very bad connection and not very exciting gameplay. I've been playing for three months. Yeah, it's been three months. Okay. Just over three months. Wow. Well, like you said, your brother showed it to you first. Mm -hmm. uh, what made you look at it and be like, yeah, this game looks awesome? Um, so I guess I like the graphics it's very simple mm -hmm. and the gameplay i really like the 
the patterns. Uh, I really like, as in like, the gameplay patterns of just buy, sell, buy, sell, and you're trying to maximize your the power of your team uh, at while minimizing the gold that you do to do so. And in general, I tend to like games where I can focus on that um, uh, min-maxing. Mm -hmm. So going back to your self-proclaimed uh, best player in the world, how did that come to be? So I've been saying I'm the best player of Super Auto Pets. I told a, a friend of ours, um, Mark, uh, that over, I was think it was early December that I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm the best Super Auto Pets player. It's a joke, but also I'm kind of serious at the same time. And uh, it wasn't until uh, there was a really large 128 player tournament, uh, 1v1 tournament where I won the tournament and I got a super special trophy hat, by the way, that uh, people, other people started noticing, wait, actually this guy's pretty cracked. And I told Mark and he's like, okay, you might be the best Super Auto Pets player. But yeah, there's a lot of random chance to it. So uh, while I am pretty darn good, it's hard to say that if I am truly the best. Right, because there are no like sanctioned tournaments. Uh, yeah, there, there's no like tournaments that the developers or the, yeah. it's not set up. It's just like a community, community oriented yeah. tournament structure. Mm -hmm. I feel like part of it was too, you said you finished the game in two weeks, like when you first like completed the game. And weren't you like looking at things or commenting on things and people were like, no way that you did it. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> in this game there, you can actually collect stickers. And uh, that's also kind of why I like playing it because there's a sense of achievement. And mm. in this game, you can, you can collect all the stickers and it's kind of hard to do so. Uh, and then if you... There's something else called ribbons that if you basically if you win this game mode with 10 wins and you have a level three pet you get the sticker and the ribbon uh, but basically i collected all the uh, the ribbons within like one one week because i literally played like 60 hours over thanksgiving but then then i looked online to see like how fast other people had done it and actually very few people have actually completed it mm -hmm. and then since I wanted to record show that you know I've I've done this, that's when I completed the full full ribbon collection the second time, uh, and I streamed that and I recorded all of that, so I have like proof that I can I did it. Yeah, and I I looked at your YouTube channel, um, and I saw that your one video has like over three thousand views now. So it's been really cool like seeing both your Twitch and your YouTube channel kind of blowing up from your success mm -hmm. in Super Auto Pets. Blowing up. I, uh, Super Auto Pets is a very small community on Twitch. It has a much larger YouTube following, but um, unfortunately, I'm like a very late starter on... It's not super late. The game came out in October, mm -hmm. and I wanted uh, I wanted to actually start creating videos for it in December because I realized when I was YouTube searching it, I did realize there was a huge niche that could be filled. But instead of you know creating content for YouTube, I kind of just played Super Auto Pets instead. So I actually started releasing the videos just uh, last month in February, and there's already been quite a quite a like three or four pretty established Super Auto Pets uh, YouTube uploaders, content creators that get basically all the views. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that the sticker system uh, it sounds like was in some way motivating to you to continue like exploring the game. Are there have you found like similar motivation in other areas of your life? 
Um, collecting stickers? Um, not not or, too or much. Or other like uh, I, I guess I'm thinking like an easy example to me is like our actuarial exam process. You're an actuary. Is that like a sticker collection concept to you, or or those? Not really. So basically how I approach the exams is how few hours can I study to pass mm -hmm. and how long can I wait before I before I know I, I have to start studying to get those hours I, I estimate. So it's for me, uh, I only care about exams as a way to kind of uh, something I just have to do. Mm -hmm. And then all my other energies are devoted towards gaming. Okay. So it's like, how, how can I minimize the amount of hours I study to maximize the amount of hours I can play. Yeah, so I think this goes to uh, what you brought up earlier, like the concept of min-maxing. And I I think um, it's probably worth us taking a moment to share with our viewers and listeners what min-maxing is, because I know a lot of people, if they're not in either the video gaming community or tabletop gaming community, may not have heard the term before. Uh, so what's your take on min-maxing. So min-maxing, uh, it's there. I know there's a formal definition and it's been like 10 years since I actually read up on what it is. But to me, it's just about minimizing the cost to do something and then maximizing the benefit of a specific action. You can say it's minimizing risks, maximizing opportunity, minimizing time, maximizing output. It's basically you're trying to minimize effort and maximize output or value that's a little different than the the definition that i usually work from with min maxing um so i'll probably spend a second describing that so i view min maxing as maximizing the things that um you want to be good at and then minimizing uh, or at the expense of other areas of your life so um kind of letting other things fall to the the background and focusing just on what you want to be good at. So, for example, in the past, uh, I focused a lot on my education and uh, like knowledge around certain topics, like actuarial science, for instance, but didn't go to the gym as often because I was just strictly focusing on that one thing, maximizing it at the expense of something else. So that's kind of how, how I view it as like a sacrificial trade-off to achieve something. Yep. Yeah, I feel like they're very relatable because mm -hmm. I feel like you guys would still put like your opportunities or value at the top and you put your what you want to do at the top. Yeah, mm -hmm. I see the relation. And for you, gaming was at the top. Versus. Yes. So you use, actually, I'm going to go a different way. Because I wanted to go back to like the sticker achievement thing, even mm -hmm. though you might not have that in the real world. But you've like accomplished that many times now in Super mm -hmm. Auto Pets. Why do you keep playing if you don't have that same achievement? Right. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. So in this game, it's like you complete your collection. It's supposed to take like hundreds of hours. I've done it two times and I'm, I'm, I'm actually uh, doing it again. I'm actually I'm streaming it this time and I actually have quite a couple of viewers this time. But I guess w the question is, why do I do it over and over and over again? Yeah. And that kind of goes into why I am so good at a game. Because while most people start to get bored with something if they do it too much, in my experience, basically, with anything I've ever done, I tend to do it like 
nonstop for a long time and and then other people get bored i'm like what do you mean you're getting bored this is still fun and i've got like what well, even though like i'm a gamer i've actually played very few games and but the games i do play i've played a ridiculous number of hours like nine thousand hours in halo uh probably close to ten thousand hours in league of legends another four or five thousand in uh hearthstone maybe 2000 in uh, magic the gathering arena mm -hmm. so it's it just so it's like i never i don't get bored of things as easily but i also get bored of other things very easily it's kind of weird <laughs> so is there like a a feeling of mastery that that keeps you playing like wh where does the if you're still feeling entertained by it mm -hmm. like what parts of it are generating that feeling of so i am a pretty competitive person in terms of gaming mm -hmm. and i usually reach mastery of a game pretty quick mm -hmm. but there is a part of me that isn't satisfied with just mastery i tend to want to be the very best like i'm talking about top like 0.01 percentile in a game and to reach that you need to be like a master but there's these very small micro optimizations that you can start realizing that you can do and to me practicing those and understanding those is what able enables me to uh, keep on feeling progress and of course as i'm realizing as i'm improving i can see my rating climbing uh whether whatever game that is i'm playing mm -hmm. so is it almost if you're like rating reaches a plateau which is probably for yourself when you get to be in that very small top percent is that when you start to lose interest yeah for example um halo in high school i started that was my game from like middle school all the way until late high school i played that like uh honestly there were many many weeks including school i was playing over 40 hours a week basically i would get home and play all the way until midnight where, where i had to go to sleep and i never did my homework but um <laughs> i just played then i was just a kid and uh i just played rep repeatedly and just got better but it wasn't until like i was 18 or so where i was basically at basically near the top of uh the players but i wasn't like professional by any means mm -hmm. and then i started instead of just playing non-stop i took a step back and I was like, how can I spend my time to even get even better? Because I had hit that plateau. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, the instant that I changed my mindset to understand that there are certain things I'm doing, for example, uh, when you play a game, it's like uh, you can have very, very precise muscle control. You can be extremely accurate. But what about the decisions for where I'm standing at this moment? Where am I headed to? How? What is like the strategy I'm trying to convey and how do i also want to make sure my teammates are on the same page and all that mm -hmm. stuff and uh that opened a whole new world where i really really enjoyed trying to perfect that kind of stuff but at a certain point um i did get bored at a certain point i was on like a semi-pro team but like i couldn't really travel or actually compete in the tournaments so they actually dropped me because oh, like yeah. what was like well why are you on the team if you can't actually you know play in the tournaments which is a fair point and so like at a certain point i'm like yeah i think i'm near the end of that uh the life cycle of my that game you know just nine thousand hours 
I wasn't a virtuoso yet, right? Because they say ten thousand hours is what For true expertise. Yes, yeah, but yeah, that's a pretty dumb saying, by the way. I I'm with you. Mm-hmm. So with this, like, I guess this is different than min maxing still because, well, maybe like you've gotten you've maxed out your max. Like, is that so, what? I guess the way I think about it is, uh, it's still min maxing is I've kind of it's a more general framework than I guess what uh, the common definition might suggest. So the idea of min-maxing applies to Halo is that you've got six hours to a day and you're trying to evaluate how to get better. And so I'm spending that time and actually within the game you can think about it min-maxing as where are you standing in this position right now? Where it's, it's kind of like you want to minimize the risk for yourself mm-hmm. and you want to maximize your contribution to the team. Mm-hmm. And you can you th- you can think about okay in the game after the game ended you're reviewing your your gameplay and you're like I headed towards this direction because I thought I could output this value for the way that the game was flowing and you assess is there something better that I could have done and so in the in that way to me that's still considered min maxing because you're trying to you're minimizing the risks maximizing the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned just now. You go back to your gameplay. Like, do you review your... Super Auto Pets? Well, I was <laughs> going to say any games, but that's probably what you do right um, now. But do you review your gameplay often? Yes. Well, uh, how I... often is maybe my question. The general way I approach my gaming is, well, I am pretty obsessive in general. And so I'll play the first whatever, and I'll get... Until I start feeling that I've achieved, started reaching that plateau... Mm-hmm. Then I know that I've, I'm familiar with all the game mechanics. I've probably been cl- close to mastered it. Then I start slowing down. I'm like, hmm, let's really think about for a moment. What? How can I actually improve from here? And re- from that point on, I actually continue improving from there. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I'm almost thinking of this like so like when Dan is very into a video game, that's all he watches like on YouTube is like other people playing the game. So it might be like for Super Auto Pets, someone is watching you play the game so that they can better their game, understand your decisions. Do you do that? Like, do you only watch yourself play? Do you watch others play? Or uh, do you just yes. really dive in? Good question. And this is actually, um, so there was that 1v1 tournament, 128 people. And um, the way I approached it was I saw people playing on Twitch or whatever, and they were grinding and they were practicing, practicing, and practicing. And um, I didn't really do that, so I mostly watched. And when I watch, I just I don't just like uh, passively just watch. I really try to understand what they're thinking, and I really try to evaluate in these positions uh, what they could be doing or what I would be doing. And so by watching, I am actually learning more than if I were to be grinding these games because oftentimes when you just grind and you just repeat, you'll repeat the same mistakes over and over again, no new ideas and you don't even realize it. But also when I watch, it's like, as I describe how in depth I go, I also am very good at um, like, it's it's not like I'm pausing and I'm like taking notes, no. (laughs) To me, it's just like, it's still, it's all of it is just as I'm watching, I'm just like thinking a little bit passively, I might be doing something else, but I'm just just building that intuition. What is an actual 
good strategy? What is an actual good execution? Mm -hmm. And do you apply like similar concepts beyond video games in your life? Like how do you approach work for instance? So mostly to me, I need to be as effective as I can at work so I can enjoy my time while playing video games more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in the way, this is a min-max concept. I'm trying to minimize the amount of hours I work, which never actually works, um, and maximize the hours I can play. But I guess we can also talk about when I'm actually working, how am I actually going to be more effective than, let's just say, the next person? This is something I've also thought about before. I recognize how good I am at uh, basically these video games, but oftentimes I... For, for many years, I didn't realize, well, what about work? How, did, how, how, how do I actually translate that to work? Mm -hmm. And honestly, it doesn't really translate that well. For example, the skill required to do work, I guess we can go through an example, sweeping the floor, and we get paid for it. Well, how well do you need to know how to sweep the floor in order to, you know, get paid? <laughs> as a street sweeper sure and so the the threshold of skill and um, expertise required doesn't really show through because we're not doing we're just sweeping the, the floor yeah so this would be like if sweeping the floor and getting it done within an hour gets you the sticker mm -hmm. what's the motivation to do it in 42 minutes instead yes. but You've also said that you, you kind of generate your own entertainment by, like, really fine-tuning your expertise mm -hmm. in these games beyond even, like, achievements or stickers or whatever it might be. So is there, like, a... I feel like there's kind of, like, a missing piece there where, like, even though you don't need to work super hard to, like, get the reward, maybe there's a joy in doing so yeah so um i guess this goes into my work history and for many years i didn't really apply i couldn't really find an opportunity to generate more value to my company by just being more effective like uh for example if, if there's a manual task someone will repeat uh, click buttons click buttons click buttons and they'll get the work accomplished and i'll just you know write i i wrote a vba macro that does the same but at the end of the day, what what was the difference between my work and their work? You got your you got the work accomplished, and maybe I spent even more time because I had to write that VBA macro. But at the end of the day, what's the difference? That's what I asked myself for many years, and uh, eventually, though, I realized that there was a difference because when you are more efficient with your work, it's not only time that you're saving. If you're if you do your work effectively. Um, you lower the risk of there being mistakes, mm -hmm. but also when you have like a lot of data and you are managing that data effectively, you can actually gain more insight and act on that insight that you couldn't before. For example, if you had a whole bunch of uh, processes where you just like everything was just messy. And at the end of the day, uh, the goal, it was simply to just to say all these numbers added up to blah, blah. Meanwhile, if you have a more effective process, you already know uh, what these numbers add up to. You don't have to spend any effort doing so. And then you can start asking yourself, what does that number actually mean? So in a way, uh, I guess I have done some stuff at our, our company where I have been able to 
help increase that insight. And this kind of sounds like a motivation to me because I don't think everyone has that same drive to like want to be able to dive deeper into the numbers, let's say, or like do the more analytical part once the like manual boring mm-hmm. stuff is over. Is that something you enjoy or do you like it's showing off like, okay. So when I was newer, I worked with some coworkers and something I noticed is that they, when they were tasked with doing something and it was maybe a bit manual, but not too manual, they found it. I asked her and she said, yeah, it's actually quite therapeutic. Just, you know, peacefully clicking these buttons back and forth. However, when I am tasked with it, I get super distracted. I when I get distracted when I alt tab, suddenly I forget where things are, which one do I have open and I never close my tabs. So I can't actually do some manual tasks. I certain times I have to be efficient by necessity, not because I am particularly, you know, motivated to do so. That makes sense. I feel like you know yourself well enough to know that mm-hmm. then. And then over the years, by doing that a lot, I start noticing other patterns about like how we are doing things at our company mm-hmm. and how that can be improved. But yeah, I always pay attention to how I can be more efficient. And so earlier I mentioned really briefly, like when you when I am more efficient, doesn't that mean I get to play more video games? <laughs> Unfortunately, no, because what I realized by being more efficient is that you just get uh, more work because like basically it's like okay you you did this in an hour they did it in let's say four um well that means you just have three hours three extra hours to to do more work mm-hmm. uh and then it's it's also very hard for um managers or like middle uh people above you to really understand why the intricacies that let you to do uh this differently or better so to them they might not even realize there was some any sort of ingenuity with what you've done. And I know in my own career, like I've found it really valuable when uh, the things that I'm good at get recognized by my managers and coworkers. And um, I, I'm sure it's night and day for you where people are actively recognizing your, mm-hmm. your talent. Yep. And if you ever become a manager someday, you can reflect back on your experiences and be like, yes. A little bit more self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. Or open to. I have others. no interest in becoming a manager. I have. Uh, I. I live, like working with students, uh, and I really like guiding them. But to be the HR manager, you have to do all this like paperwork, and I am not the most organized person. I'm actually super disorganized, and I recognize that's a fault of my myself. So I recognize I probably would be a pretty bad like HR manager, like someone that would has like people underneath their umbrella yeah even though for uh many of it's been like many years where i work directly as more as a mentor to a a student not like not like a formal mentor like we have Mm -hmm. our mentorship program but but like that in a way is makes me a manager of sorts but it's not like that formal like hr stuff yeah and actually did you put yourself out there to be more of a mentor? Do people come to you looking at you or does your manager yeah. make you like? Uh, people come to me. So like, uh, that's what I was kind of thinking, so that's yeah. what I asked. <laughs> Basically at a certain point, for example, uh, a lot of like VBA things 
jokes. It, word, word gets around. I actually hate VBA a lot, by the way. <laughs> I never recommend VBA, but at that time, that, I, that was the only thing I knew how to mm -hmm. make things more efficient. So like questions directed towards me for VBA, how, why does my thing not work? It, I'm pretty good at um, like dissecting these issues pretty quick, so I have a quick turnover for that. Same thing for like we, we have another software. I guess I, I use that software just like any other person, but the level of detail that I passively absorb about how it works, why it works that way, uh, enables me to answer questions for when people figure out, okay, my alpha is broken. Why they ask around, and if uh, since I'm like consistently answering these like really quickly and like uh, precisely, word gets around, and suddenly I'm tasked with answering a lot of ask alpha questions. Yeah, I'm um, just saying, Jay might know. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, a lot of times, like, I don't know the answer immediately, but I'm able to tie all the other things I've experienced to try to explain why I saw an error. Well, and I think. Another reason, like obviously your skills and knowledge is probably something that helps with that type of thing, but also you are very um, willing to help too. And so like, yes. and you like make the person asking for help feel comfortable mm -hmm. asking you for help too. Cause there's obviously probably some people that don't want mm -hmm. to do it with yeah. like anything with anyone. And I so. understand. It's like, I've, I guess since I'm not that far removed from being a new student, I really do remember how it feels to be completely overwhelmed. It's like, there's so many buttons, what do they all do? <laughs> Suddenly something's not working and it's like, oh shoot, why? why? And so I, I I remember those feelings and I guess uh, I have patience maybe. Yeah, or like, so when I help someone or mentor someone, I get like a feeling of fulfillment. Mm. Do you get a similar feeling when you're like teaching someone or not? Can I say, depends on the person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's the difference? Interesting. Um, I am pretty good at assessing someone's ability to grasp concepts. Oh, I and there are certain questions that if you ask me, I'll answer. And I'll be like polite about it. But I, I think in the back of my mind, I'm like, huh, that was a very dumb question. <laughs> And uh, yeah, sometimes it's just like they're trying, but they ask a very similar question that I'm like, it's rewarding to me to try to figure out the best way to explain things okay. and to figure out what about it that they didn't understand. And so most of the time I feel that fulfillment because um, I can see they are truly grasping the concepts and they, are, they can apply it in the future. But there are cer certain things like uh, certain skills that I realize it's like, for example, um, R or whatever, a little more, more advanced, not just like pure Excel work that we do, that we don't really, some people just aren't. You mean like not, uh, they're just not naturally inclined to like mm -hmm. that yes. kind of work? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I realized that the like, way- I, I would say I'm one of those people who, like I have no desire to learn statistical software mm -hmm at all like i want to understand kind of how it works and like enough to understand what people are talking about but like i have no desire to go any deeper than that and that to me is my yeah. min maxing because <laughs> yeah, yeah, you want to focus on the other aspects of of yeah so like i was thinking about this min maxing thing again so like 
does it also apply like you might be good at like PVA and our actuarial software questions and like doing that yourself. Do you try to maximize like where do you maximize yourself is maybe more my question. Is it skill sets or is it just doing things efficient? Like you mentioned doing what, things efficiently. Yeah. Whatever it takes to do things efficiently, that's okay. and the, everything else it is a result of trying to do things efficiently. Okay, yeah, because before we talked, my idea of min maxing was like maximize myself in the areas that okay. I'm good at things. But yeah, this is a little different where you're like just trying to maximize your output. Out, yeah, Ma maximize out output, minimize the effort to do so. Okay. Gotcha. Um, I wanted to go back because. A couple times while we've been talking, I've been thinking about the sheer number of hours you mentioned around mm. video games. Um, how does that impact other areas of your life? We, we've already talked about work, so maybe um, like relationships. Oh, like how, how do you fit that all in? <laughs> okay, so it has negative impacts, obviously. Um, <laughs> let's see, in school, so like starting in middle school or when you started getting actual homework, Mm -hmm. uh it starts to show as in like you i never really did my homework and if i did it was because i was able to finish it in class or of some sort mm -hmm. and then it would start uh, showing up in high school where um the, you get more and more homework and at a certain point i just started not doing my homework because i didn't have the time because i would be playing video games at home it's like certain times you just reflect like instead of playing seven hours after I got back from school, why not just play six and a half and spend 30 minutes to have done this assignment? And I think in class, when I'm supposed to be turning it in, I'm like, and, I'm, and everybody is walking forward and I, I'm spending five minutes to scribble whatever I can. And before I turn, it really should a uh, really bad homework <laughs> assignment. Mm -hmm. And I think those things, and I think, well, I'll just not do that next time. But then I just do it again and again and again. Um, so there's this impulsiveness that comes with uh, who I am. And so in school, in college, and now my parents uh, knew some of my impulsive tendencies and like they controlled it by, you know, anytime they saw me playing video games, they would try to, you know, it was like moderate it. Mm -hmm. uh, but now in college, when you're not with your parents anymore, um, you can kind of guess what... I did. <laughs> I played, uh, I'm talking about, I think I had a couple of weeks where I hit 100, uh, maybe 110 hours a week playing video games. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how many hours there are. 168. Yeah, okay, that's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. Did you sleep? Yeah, so eat, okay. sleep, game, eat, sleep, game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's like 12 hours a day or something? More than 12 hours a day. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm bad at math. Yeah, I can't do math in my head like that. <laughs> at college, for the first semester, while doing that, while I, I wasn't as bad, I was probably only putting 80 hours a week, but then I started uh, skipping school, playing more video games. Eventually that spiraled into kind of failing out. That's one bad thing that's happened. So you, you've certainly though found a way to achieve academic success. You've completed all of the actuarial exams that you need to to earn your fellowship, and yes. that is probably uh one of the hardest academic achievements that someone can go through so how did you how did you go from like failing out of college 
or failing a, a series yeah. of courses in college to like doing something so remarkable. All right. So um, after I failed, I, I spent two years at my first college. I uh, moved back home after I basically failed out. I changed my majors to actuarial science. I still skipped a lot of classes, by the way. But like, since it, our profession is, uh, for better or worse, way too exam-based, and in a way, I'm actually kind of really good at taking exams. Mm -hmm. So I flew through the, during the two years, uh, my last two years at university, I flew through all the uh, first couple five exams. And it, it really wasn't that bad because like I spent, I don't know, waited till the last like couple weeks. There was one that, that I actually started studying two weeks before the exam. And I somehow managed to get an eight for that one. I'm good at taking exams, but it still reared its ugly head when I started working. So now I had to balance three things. I had to, I had to sleep, I had to work, and then I had to, actually that's four things, eat, sleep, <laughs> game, and work. So I flew through almost uh, through five of the exams in just over one year, and it, w it wasn't too stressful doing, uh, doing so, but after I graduated, I kind of, didn't find that cadence that I had before because I didn't have to worry about work. Mm -hmm. So I have now, I think I have the company's worst track record for passing exams. Yeah. I have failed more FSA exams than anybody else. Right? I think I, I think I so. That's I impressive. I really don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Is and that like a sticker? Is that an achievement? Is that an achievement? Yeah, yeah. you failed the most, but still managed to, <laughs> yeah. to get the victory. And in relationship, it's also kind of a, a struggle sometimes where all I can think about is the video game. And I know I should focus on the relationship, but like my mind is literally on repeat. Like there was this one time we went to trivia, like right when I started playing Super Auto Pets. Yes. And my mind was literally thinking super auto pets, super auto pets, super auto pets, super mm -hmm. auto pets. Well, you almost didn't even come. I almost didn't go. That's yes. what you wanted to do. Yeah. So like, um, in a way, it's like, it's like a blessing and a curse because I will always be really good at whatever video game I play. But there are things that I do want to focus on in life. Like, I don't want to be a complete shut in. But at the same time, when I'm a complete shut in, I'm like, I like this. I like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like an internal conflict. Right. Yeah, I I had a similar uh, experience to you in that I was kind of always thinking about games, and and at some point I ended up like gamifying a lot of things in my life mm. to make it feel more relatable to me. Uh, I don't think that's the right word, but but like uh, we've talked in the past about like motivation for going to the gym and how I think of it as like. I'm spending my motivation bar to get to the gym, but doing the exercise will give me plus one motivation for the next three days. So like, I kind of frame a lot of things in my life in game terms. And that to me was kind of transformative in a way to like how I approach life. Mm -hmm. Like things are more interesting to me. Nice. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm glad that worked for you. I, I've heard that idea before, but an actual practice, I guess it doesn't really work for me. Yeah, and and maybe these these aren't like solutions for you or anything. I'm, I'm just kind of trying to relate my experience. But yeah. um, I used an app in the past 
uh, I'll give you the name of it later, but basically you can like set up your own rules and like when you do things on your list, like you achieve however many points mm -hmm. you send to that, uh, assign to that rule. And then once you accumulate enough points, then you can spend them on whatever your reward system is. So like uh, I created my yes. own like in-app shop and if I did like, I don't I don't think it's set it up this way, but like X number of workouts in a week, then I would earn like a hundred gems. And once I got 500 gems, then I could like buy a video game for myself. God, this, like, I didn't know this existed. So like, yeah, I spend too much money on clothes for that. I would like to at least. And so I started telling myself like, okay, every workout I earn $5 to spend on clothes or something oh, wow. like that. I haven't done it yet. Cause I don't know how to like keep that tracked or organized. Or I'm like, well then this week I only earned $15. That's not very much. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out the right amount of money. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so maybe this is something that we can yeah. I can show you later too. Women's clothes cost a lot of money. That's a lot of workouts. <laughs> well, we just but... like to have a variety. I think mm. is the problem too. <laughs> well, I'm glad you shared that for my sake. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've tried gamifying it. Uh, somehow it doesn't really work. So like for example, for these exams we get paid way too much for passing, and clearly there's a reward to do so. <laughs> Uh, but like it's intangible to me since I don't really care about that extra money so mm -hmm. I try to gamify it I had a friend that I was like I will pay you $500 every single day I don't study mm -hmm. and uh, it's kind of like instead of that uh, gem you're, you're, you're gaining gems to buy a video game once you collect a threshold it's a net it's a negative one yeah so, uh, you penalize yourself yeah for, and yeah. It's all, this is also kind of how I operate. I need the negative um, feedback mm -hmm. in order to improve. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was like, okay, I understand that myself. Let's set this up. Anyways, I started giving him $500 a day. And I just, <laughs> and then at a certain point, he was like, I'm, he was like I feel bad for you. I'm not going to take your money anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I failed that exam, by the way. Just, you know. If you ever need someone to. Um, give money to like that. <laughs> you can always reach out to us. Luckily, I'm done with all my exams now. Yeah, true. You uh, you mentioned like getting easily distracted, uh, especially while doing like mundane tasks. Like how how do you focus on exams if you're easily distracted? Okay, so that's a good question. What does that look like? Well, this is a part of the reason why I procrastinate, in that when I try to focus prior to a certain like deadline in, internal deadline where I know if I if I wait any longer I'm gonna fail I actually can't focus I spend an hour I've somehow read a paragraph and I don't even remember what that paragraph was about mm -hmm. and so like that that's like very discouraging right but then when I've waited long enough it is like um, a night and day difference where all these, all this new material, I can absorb instantly, and I'm very effective studying, and everything comes together, and then I somehow pass. What was the actual? What was the actual question? I forget. Uh, I was asking like how you are able to focus. Oh, basically, enough. I don't okay. until I do. I don't control it. It just so happens. So there's some mechanism as the deadline gets closer mm -hmm. that suddenly you're your mind is able to focus yeah and you you haven't come to an understanding of how that works yet. i mean i understand how it works but i don't control it <laughs> that's the thing okay so how does it work uh until there is that huge pressure built up that feeling of procrastination 
then my brain starts like firing like it's like it's working interesting so like a I don't know if that's like adrenaline or something, but like, yeah, you can yeah. think about it as like adrenaline. Yeah, and like actually, I do get adrenaline even at, in those moments. You can only study what eight hours a, eight, eight hours effectively a day, but like on my downtime, you know how I mentioned like when I was play, I was playing Super Auto Pets, my mind goes Super Auto Pets, Super Auto Pets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I am in that exam mode, I will be like falling asleep, and I'm not even trying, but it's like I'm seeing the exam material. Mm-hmm. and or like i am doing anything and it's like just exam 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 and it's not something i control it's like it's, it's like it just so happens and so it's super effective i learn super quick but it's a very limited time frame because i don't actually control when that happens and well why well i guess the question is why have i failed so many exams when i um have can studies learn so fast right Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's hear it. <laughs> that's why I failed so much. There is like, I know how fast I study and I know how hard the material is. And I know internally, this is the deadline and that, and this is the date that I have to study. And if I wait anymore, I won't pass. But I guess for some reason, um, as the deadline, that de- internal deadline approached and it passed and I never felt any pressure. And I was like, wait, shoot where's my superpowers yeah <laughs> where's my superpowers? and so i failed but like yeah it's and then like i sit and i can sit there and i can try to focus and nothing gets absorbed i'm like uh mm-hmm. yeah so it's it can be very very stressful but yeah 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 like for someone who's not used to that it sounds very stressful for me if i had that same thought and the fact that maybe you can't control it is yeah I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think I actually had a very similar experience to you, but maybe not to the that level of severity. I think <laughs> a lot of people have the similar feelings about procrastination yeah. or staying ahead of time. They just don't feel the motivation. But mm-hmm. I am on the very extreme side where even if I'm sitting there, it's like it's like my mind is just not well, there. Well, this is the part that I, I identify with because I, I don't pr- procrastinate almost at all. But when I sit down to study it's like rereading the same paragraph and not retaining the info Mm -hmm. like i definitely identify with that really strongly Mm. do you guys get frustrated with yourself like why can't i do this like why can i not retain it that's Uh, how that's like the thought going through my head if that happened to me and like so then if it happened over and over and over i would almost be like i quit (laughs) yeah i i used to get frustrated myself and like beat myself up about it um, I spent a lot of time looking into why this happens and then doing things to like actively work against it, which unfortunately, um, video games like don't help with that at all. Basically, like I did like a dopamine detox and then I was able to focus a lot better. And then meditation also like unwinds some of the, I won't say damage video game does, but like the way that video games impact how you focus meditation helps me hmm. with that i don't want to talk too much about meditation though because I, I feel like i talk about it so much I have, and I, I i have read that it helps with focus yeah have you tried it i mean i've tried it <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> um i we can talk later but i've got some meditation practices that are specifically designed well they they're much better for people who have trouble uh with like getting distracted and stuff so mm-hmm. it actually will help with that and you'll be able to like actually do the meditation let's move on but we can talk later yeah Yeah. it's 
I was actually pretty successful meditating. I have a very calm demeanor. Mm-hmm. And so when I meditate, it like I didn't have any problems. But then when I started studying, it's like, wait, what's what's going on? This is supposed meditation supposed to help with this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I read about other people struggling with meditation and that they just feel like, what's the point? And that they can't actually calm their thoughts and all that stuff. And I do calm my thoughts. But then when I try to study, it's like, wait, why doesn't it not cross this barrier of like yeah. this imaginary like issues that i have so. for me it took like a year to really see big progress from it that's so, okay i didn't yeah it's a long term dedicated. it's like a long-term solution mm, it's a lifestyle yeah. Yeah. yeah well this has all been really fascinating is there anything else that you wanted to bring up I don't know.